with the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Back to throw is Darnold, looks left, has time, looks over the middle, fires one down the left sideline, towards the end zone, Robbie Anderson, he's got it, that's a Jet touchdown. Darnold takes the snap, looks right, throws right up the middle, he's got Bilal Powell, it's right at the 15, at the 10, he's into the end zone, that's a Jet touchdown. Sam Darnold hit him in stride. Winning a Super Bowl is everyone's goal, everyone on the team wants to win a Super Bowl. Anything short of that is a failure. Whatever my role is, I'm going to start in that role to work us towards that Super Bowl. One, two, three. And the whole of the This is the Gangrene Nation Podcast with Michael Nania. Hello and welcome back to the Gangrene Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Nania, and of course the Jets this past Sunday go into Buffalo and defeat the Bills 27-23 to as Sam Darnold returns to the starting lineup and leads the Jets to a fourth-quarter comeback to snap their six-game losing streak. They move to 4-9 on the season as they prepare for these final three games, as Sam Darnold's going to try and build some momentum going into next season. So with this podcast, and obviously with the intro on this podcast every single week, is all about Darnold, just like this 2018 season is for the Jets, all about the USC product. So with this episode, we're going to focus entirely on Sam Darnold, just like most of us are going to be uh, over the final three weeks of the season with the Jets out of the playoff race, uh, a lot of injuries and the Jets uh, draft position is obviously something a lot of people are rooting for. So in terms of the team actually competing and trying to win, Sam Darnold is who most of us are going to be focused on as hopefully he could show some signs, some progress over these past few games to give us some more hope going into next season. So let's focus on Darnold and his performance in this game against the Bills and some of the things that we'll be looking for over the next few weeks. So I'm going to start with uh, going through an article that I released uh, previously this week on Gangrene Nations. Uh, on Gangrene Nation, going through some of the records and numbers that Darnold put up in this Buffalo game. And this is something that I do a lot. Uh, I post a lot of these numbers on Twitter, on Gangrene Nation, uh, just looking at records and some really interesting facts uh, so that Darnold has been putting up this year. I do it with a lot of other players on the Jets and the team as a whole throughout the year. But with Darnold in particular, I love to dive into what he's doing and trying to see how rare it is uh, to accomplish some of the things that he's done this season. And these stats aren't to tell you that Darnold's going to be, that he's guaranteed to be the next Joe Montana or that he's a guaranteed superstar who's smashing the league right now because he's not he leads the league in interceptions and his struggles as a 21 year old rookie have been the primary reason the Jets have struggled on offense this year so the point of these numbers is not to suggest that Darnold is a 100% lock to be great or that he has been great this year in spite of his numbers because he's had his struggles and it's not a lock that he turns out to be great hopefully he does I think he will be but it's still up in the air so that's not the point of these numbers but these are just some really interesting facts that I found that can hopefully give you some optimism and hope on him going forward. So let's go through some of them. So to start it off, and actually I the New York Jets Twitter account uh, put out this number uh, and tagged me uh, below it, giving me some credit for finding this one. But Sam Darnold is the youngest quarterback in NFL history to lead a game-winning drive after doing it in Buffalo on Sunday. And now keep in mind that Darnold was the youngest week one starter in NFL history. So anything he does this season, he's most likely going to be 
the youngest quarterback to ever do it. Each of his 10 starts this year make up 10 of the top 15 youngest quarterback appearances uh, with at least 20 passes. 10 of the 15 youngest extended quarterback appearances in the Super Bowl era. So like I said, he's going to be the youngest ever to do almost anything that he does this year. So of the 26 youngest quarterback appearances in the Super Bowl era with at least 20 passes, only four of those starts ended up with wins. And Sam Darnold's responsible for all of those. A few other players have made up the rest of those top 26 youngest quarterback appearances. Uh, Tommy Maddox for the Broncos in 1992. Uh, Alex Smith, Michael Vick, Drew Bledsoe, and Josh Rosen, and Matthew Stafford make up the rest of those starts. None of those guys uh, among those top few youngest appearances for a starting quarterback in NFL history. None of those won. None of those guys won any of those games, but Darnold has come out and won four starts this year, uh, breaking the mold of quarterbacks that young struggling to win in the NFL. So that's pretty promising. And the Bills, let's talk a little bit about this Bills team that he beat. So the Bills entered this past Sunday's game, ranked third in the league in overall defense DVOA, which is a stat from footballoutsiders.com, which ranks teams' offense, their defense, their special teams, ranks teams' units according to their actual true impact. It accounts for a situation, for opponent, weather, all kinds of things like that to try and give you a more true number and representation of how teams have performed. So the Bills entered that game ranked third in defense DVOA, and it's pretty rare for a rookie to beat a defense that good on the road. It's only happened seven times over the past seven seasons, including that Darnold win. So assuming the Bills do remain in the top 10 through the end of the season, the Bills are still number three in defense DVOA right now. Here are the rookies since 2012 who have beaten a top 10 DVOA defense on the road. That would be Darnold this year, Josh Allen earlier this season against the Minnesota Vikings. Last season, Mitch Trubisky did it in Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes did it in Denver. 2016, Dak Prescott did it in Minnesota. And then before that, you have to go back to 2012 when Russell Wilson beat the Bears in Chicago and Ryan Tannehill beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. So that's only seven rookies who have done it only once each in the past seven seasons. So it's a pretty rare thing to do. And if you want to narrow that criteria even further, just to just get your optimism going a little bit and put Darnold in some more elite company, if you want to narrow that criteria a little bit more, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Tannehill were the only others among that group to pick up that type of win with at least 25 pass attempts, which Darnold did against the Bills. So also entering Sunday, the Bills were allowing the fourth lowest opposing quarterback rating in the league in home games since the start of last season in 2017. That would be a 76.3 average quarterback rating the Bills were giving up going into that game against the Jets. And only five visiting quarterbacks had posted even just an 80 rating against them in Buffalo, which is tied for the lowest total amount of those kind of performances allowed in the league. 80 is a below average passer rating in today's NFL, but the Bills, like I said, have only given that up going into the Jets game five times going back to 2017. And only four of those five quarterbacks were able to put up an 80 quarterback rating and win the game against the Bills. That would be Tom Brady twice, Drew Brees, and Phillip Rivers. And now you can add Sam Darnold to that club. So like I said, of course, some specific criteria here, but just a little bit of optimism. And beating it is something that is pretty rare to do. The Bills have been a really good defense this year in spite of their record. Buffalo is a really tough place to play historically. Uh, The Bills have had one of the better home field advantages in the league in terms of how much better they play at home compared to the road. 
And their defense these past two years have been pretty good. And the Bills have done a really good job against rookies in their history. And historically, the Bills at home, they faced a total of 35 quarterbacks aged 23 or younger. And only five of them put up a completion percentage of at least 67%, which is two-thirds. And only three did that and win the game. That would be Dan Marino, 1984, Drew Bledsoe, 1994, and now Darnold. So, and like I said, you could take these or you could leave them. It's very specific, but it's still impressive what Darnold is doing with limited help from the coaching staff, from the offense around him, beating a good defense on the road, and leading the comeback. And this was an interesting one also. ESPN Stats and Information put this one out. Darnold ran 46.8 yards before his touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. That is the most yards run by a quarterback on a completed pass over the last two seasons. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Also, here's another. We talked a little bit about Darnold's age earlier. So another stat based on Darnold's age. In the Super Bowl era, 21-year-old quarterbacks have thrown at least 20 passes in 119 total games. And only 12 of those starts did the quarterback lead their team to a win and have their offense score at least three touchdowns in that win. So getting a win as a 21-year-old with your offense thriving, scoring at least three touchdowns, only been done 12 times by 21-year-olds. And Sam Darnold is responsible for a third of those with all four of his wins this season. And that's twice as many as any other 21-year-old has done it. Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston did it twice. They're the only other guys who have done it twice, and Darnold's already doubled them up. So interesting stuff here with Darnold based on his age. And also, if you want to add in the weather factor with this Bills game, Darnold obviously born, raised, college in California. So there are some there there have been some questions raised among probably some doubters. You know, uh, if Darnold could handle the temperatures playing in New York, having having not not having a lot of experience in those kind of conditions before, and this was a good step in that direction. Thirty one degree temperatures in Buffalo. So here are the most recent rookie quarterbacks who win on the road. In sub-35 temperatures. This year, Darnold did it. Josh Rosen did it against Green Bay a couple weeks ago. Last season, Patrick Mahomes did it against Denver. Mitch Trubisky did it against Cincinnati. And before that, you have to go back to 2012 when Andrew Luck did it against the Chiefs. And Darnold, among those five guys to do it, Darnold and Mahomes were the only ones to do it against a top-half DVOA defense. So pretty good company there for Darnold once again. And this last one doesn't really mean much of anything, but I really like to look for weird, uncanny parallels that ultimately, like I said, don't mean anything, but are pretty interesting nonetheless. So Sam Darnold in this game against the Bills, his first visit to Buffalo, posted 7.08 yards per attempt. Joe Namath in his first visit to Buffalo as a Jet, 7.18 yards per attempt. So, you know, I think that this pretty much guarantees Darnold is going to be a Hall of Famer just based on that. So anyway, let's move on from the numbers. I just threw a ton of statistics and records at you. So You're probably still digesting those. I know. I'm sorry. That's a lot. But anyway, let's move on from those and look at a few plays, uh, some of the best and some of the worst plays from Darnold in this game as well, just to keep it balanced. We'll look at three of his worst plays in this Bills game and three of his better ones. So I'll start out with the negative plays. I know I just gave you a bunch of positive Darnold stuff, so we'll bounce it out a little bit and start off with a few plays that stuck out to me on the negative end in this Bills game. So we're going to start off here. The Jets were in the red zone, third and three at the three-yard line. uh, Third and goal at the Bills' three-yard line here in the uh, second quarter, I believe this play was. Yes, this was the second quarter. So the Jets, third and goal at the 
Bills three yard line. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I, I think this one was a miss from Darnold, and Darnold has had, especially with Robbie Anderson, a lot of misses this year in which he's left yardage and production on the field, failing to see something, which you'd expect from a guy, like we said a thousand times in this podcast already, the youngest week one starter in the history of the league. So you'd expect that, but Darnold has as much, Jeremy Bates draws a lot of criticism for the Jets' offensive struggles this year, but I think you got to be honest and throw some criticism at Darnold as well because he's missed a lot of open guys this year. So on this play at the goal line, Darnold takes a snap. Nothing really opens up. The Jets have receiver three receivers bunched to the left. Uh, Elijah McGuire's in the backfield with Darnold. Robbie Anderson is wide right. So Darnold takes a snap here, and nothing really develops. The Bills drop only rush three guys on this play. So the Bills have this completely covered. Darnold doesn't have anything open. He scrambles to his right, and ultimately this ends up in an incomplete pass to Anderson in the back of the end zone, which watching it live didn't seem like a play where anything was there. But looking back at it here, Darnold rolls out, and Anderson on the right side, he finds a soft spot in the back of the end zone. Nobody covers him. The Bills are in zone across the board, and Anderson's open in the back of the end zone here, and Darnold has his eyes on him. But he makes the throw really late, and by the time Darnold attempts this pass, the defense is able to recover and force Anderson out of bounds as he makes the catch. So I think that, and we'll get it, get into it with a couple more Darnold scramble plays. We saw some positive and negative uh, of that of that aspect of Darnold's game, his escapability, his ability to extend plays and get outside the pocket. We saw both sides of it in this game. We saw him make some magical plays, and we saw him make a few mistakes, but uh, in addition to the interception, which we'll get to on this play, I think he was a little indecisive here. Darnold, he's clearly looking in the direction of Anderson as he gets wide open in the back of the end zone here. He's got at least five yards of space to the nearest defender as he's in the middle of the end zone uh, on the right side. Anderson is open here. So Darnold's looking at him. I think he's a little bit hesitant here because he's made some mistakes down near the end zone this year, throwing the ball into traffic. So, But I think here he's got to make this throw to Anderson. And this is something that will come as he gets more time, learning how to balance the aggressive shots that he should take and the ones that he shouldn't. And this one here, I think he should have. So we'll move on from that and go to another potential shot that he could have taken that he didn't. So this play is a first and 10 at the Buffalo 34 yard line. I believe this one is the third quarter. Yes, this is the third quarter. So first and 10 at the Buffalo 34. So the Jets are driving here. This is two plays before the interception. So the Jets have two tight ends to the right. Elijah McGuire is next to Darnold to his right in the backfield. Uh, And then actually that's Trent Cannon next to Darnold in the backfield. Then the Jets have two wide to the left, Robbie Anderson wide left and Anunua in the slot. So here the Jets do play action to Cannon. Darnold fakes the handoff to him and Anderson runs a go route down the field. Tredavious White is manned up against him. And he carries Darnold down the field. And there's one single high safety. And he immediately shifts over to Robbie Anderson. So that opens up a Nunwa in the slot. And he's running a deep post here. And he blows by the slot corner, which is uh, the Bills' backup slot corner, Ryan Lewis. And Anunwa blows by him. He's open up the seam. But Darnold doesn't take the shot. He's looking at it. Uh, he checks back. He, he starts off on the right side. Checks back to Anunwa on the left, and he sees it. Anunwa's got space here up the seam. It would be a tough throw, but Anunwa's got two, three yards of separation moving up the field. And also, you could see after Darnold, eventually Darnold checks away from that look to Anunwa. He scrambles right, 
and he tries to fit in the ball to Jordan Leggett along the sideline. He throws it low. It ends up incomplete. And you can see the frustration from Anunwa here, another guy who has posted some really lackluster numbers this year, but a big reason why has just been because when he's been open, Darnold hasn't been getting the ball to him. So on this play, you can see Anunwa frustrated at the end here, throwing his arms up and he uh, putting his hands over his head, clearly frustrated that he was open there. So with Darnold here, we and we've also, also seen Darnold make some mistakes on plays like this. Throwing the ball in the middle of the field, he's thrown a lot of picks this year, especially at the end of games trying to execute comebacks. So I think you're starting to see Darnold, and I think there's positive and negative to this. The positive side is that he is definitely learning from those mistakes that he made earlier in the season, thinking about those and making sure he's not getting too aggressive with his shots. Obviously, uh, the interception was bad, and again, we'll get to that, but he's definitely, he's clearly uh, thinking about the mistakes that he's made and trying not to make those again, which is good. But then the next step from that is, like we said earlier, learning when those shots should be taken and when they shouldn't be. So that balancing act is a really tough thing for quarterback to master. And as a 21-year-old in his rookie year in the NFL, having missed some time, uh, not getting many opportunities to throw the ball, he, it, th- that rhythm is going to be tough to find in his first season. So eventually, as Darnold gets through his career and to next season and beyond, that's one of the things you're going to want to see him develop. No when those aggressive shots should be taken and when they shouldn't be. So I think uh, this could have been a 25-yard, at least a 25-yard completion to Anunwa, and with his yak ability, a potential touchdown. So this is a shot I would have liked to see Darnold take. It wouldn't be a guaranteed completion. It would be a tough throw, but we've seen him make tough throws plenty of times this year, especially in this game. So he's completed a lot of much harder throws than this. Uh, Anunwa toasts the slot corner here. He's open for a big game, but Darnold... Gets a little gun shy here, probably because of some of the mistakes he's made earlier this year. So some pluses and minuses from Darnold in terms of how he's handled his past mistakes. Hopefully he can learn to balance this as he goes forward throughout these last three games and into next season. So let's get to that interception. This is two plays after that Anunwa play in the third quarter. Uh, It's third and nine at the Buffalo 33. So the Jets are in field goal range here. They have a chance to put up some points and narrow the margin here. So you definitely don't want to turn the ball over or take a sack uh, in this situation to take the team out of field goal range. Make sure you at least get those three points. This is the worst spot of the field to take a sack or turn the ball over. So in this situation, Darnold definitely wants to keep that in mind. So looking at how the Jets line up here, uh, Darnold's in the shotgun. The Jets have two stacked receivers on the left side. It's Robbie Anderson with Elijah McGuire behind him and three receivers spread out on the right side. So Darnold takes a snap here and nothing really develops early on. The bills have it covered. They go zone across the board. So Darnold rolls out to his right. And the thing with this play is, like I said, in this situation, you don't want to take that shot. The decision here was bad from Darnold. You definitely want to throw that ball away, take your points and move on. But I think on this play, Darnold scrambles out here and he directs to Chris Herndon. Herndon runs a dig route towards the sideline. From the left, from the right side here, Herndon runs a dig route towards the sideline, and that's covered. He's not open, but Darnold rolls out, and he motions for Herndon to move towards the middle of the field, and Herndon breaks open here. He gets about two, three yards of separation towards the middle of the field, and the deep safety here was playing on a deeper route run by, I believe, Jermaine Kerr. So the safety vacates the middle of the field. Herndon adjusts his route on the direction of Darnold towards the middle. And there is space there for Herndon to get at least 25 yards here, potentially touchdown 
because of Darnold's scrambling ability, but the, it was just the throw was bad. This is a tough throw. Darnold is bearing down on the sideline one step away from stepping out of bounds. There's a defender bearing down on him. He's throwing across his body. It's a very, very difficult throw for him to make. So he throws it way short, and it's an easy uh, easy interception for Tremaine Edmonds, who ends up picking it off. And he had his back to Darnold when this throw was made. The throw was that short that Edmonds was able to turn around and still pick it off. But Darnold scrambles here, and Herndon makes a good improvisational play adjusting his route and the window for a big play is there it was just that the throw was short so the decision making this is definitely the kind of uh, situation where you don't want to see Darnold take a shot just understand down distance field position uh, situation in the game and know that he probably wants to just get rid of that ball and take three points and move on but still his scrambling ability here getting outside the pocket trying to make something out of nothing and then directing Herndon to scramble towards the middle of the field as he motioned with his left arm to for Herndon to go inside. Herndon does do it, and he gets separation. This is a demonstration of what he can do on plays like this. Obviously, we saw it with the touchdown to Anderson, which we'll talk about. So we saw the pluses and minuses uh, with Darnold in this game, his improvisational ability. But this was a situation where he's probably got to just throw that ball away. But at the same time, if he throws this ball better, gets more air underneath it, that's a big play from, from his ability to extend a play. So... Definitely some pluses and minuses in this game. And long-term, he's def- that's definitely what you want to see him do. Learn when the time is right to take that shot, when the time is not right. So let's move into some of the positive plays that Darnold's made in this game. And he made a few really impressive splash plays in this game. So the first one is a third and nine on the Buffalo side of the field. The Jets are at the Buffalo 45. This is at the start of the second quarter, and this is a play that uh, Dan Orlovsky, actually, a uh, former Lions quarterback, uh, he's done a ton of great analysis on quarterbacks this season, especially Darnold. He's a huge Darnold fan. Uh, he talked about this. So Darnold, it, and it, this is a play that when watching it live, doesn't the throw looks great, but the decision itself doesn't seem that great because Robbie Anderson is pretty much wide open here. So the Bills show a single high safety look, and Orlovsky went into this in much greater detail than I possibly can, but basically the Bills are showing a single high safety look here. Uh, Quincy Nunois motions to the left side of the formation. So what you want to see here is Darnold's reading that safety, and if he stays single high, then you want to see Darnold take the shot to a Nunois who runs a go route down the left sideline. Take a shot at him if the Bills stay in a single high safety defense and take that shot to a Nunois on the left side, but... If the Bills shift over, then you Anderson's running a deep corner on the right side. So then you'd want to see Darnold adjust and take that throw. So post-snap, the Bills, they're showing one single high safety here. Post-snap, the safety shifts over to the left side, and then the underneath safety transitions deep. So the Bills are shifting into a cover two here post-snap after showing a cover one pre-snap. So Darnold adjusts to that on the fly, immediately understands that, Anderson's deep corner is where he needs to go with the ball, and he puts a perfectly placed throw outside the numbers near the sideline where only Anderson can get it. So a really good play there from Darnold. And like I said, you should definitely check out Dan Orlovsky's stuff. He went into this play and a ton more Darnold, a ton more of Darnold's plays this season in a lot better detail than I could. But a really good decision here from Darnold and just a quick show of instincts and knowing where he needs to go with the ball. So let's move on to Darnold's only touchdown in this game. Uh, the seven-yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson. It's third and five at the Buffalo seven-yard line. And so on this play, Darnold, this is, and we talked about it a bunch. So 
We talked about the negative plays in which Darnold scrambled and wasn't able to make something happen, or when he took a shot that he shouldn't have or didn't take a shot that he should have. This was an example of him improvising, making something out of absolutely nothing. This play right here is exactly why the Jets drafted Sam Darnold and why his upside makes him perhaps the high ceiling quarterback in the draft, even though we've seen Baker Mayfield obviously has been the best rookie quarterback this season. Darnold has that ceiling that potentially makes him have that Patrick Mahomes kind of upside to maybe be that good as a ceiling eventually with plays like this one. So Darnold takes a snap here and the pressure comes from the left side as Kelvin Beecham gets beat. So he has to scramble as nothing is open initially. It looks like the Jets are trying to get Elijah McGuire on a curl on the right side. McGuire motioned out. Uh, he was wide right on this play. And the Bills have three defenders against two receivers on that side. So nothing's there. Darnold feels pressure immediately from Beecham. So he scrambles and he runs on this play all the way back to the Bills, about as deep as the 27-yard line as he scrambles on this play. Eventually, he comes back up, settles in around the 15-yard line. That's where he fires it to Robbie Anderson for the touchdown. And as much as this was a good play from Darnold, I thought this was really great from Anderson as well. He entered this Bills game with one red zone target all season, which was an incompletion against New England, in which the ball went off his chest. So red zone production, and this is not Anderson's bread and butter. It's not that you expect him to do this, but we want to see him develop his game beyond the go route. And it hasn't really happened this season. Part of it's play calling, part of it's Darnold, but still Anderson hasn't really developed another aspect of his game, as much as I think he's played about as good this year as he did last year, independent of the box score, we still haven't seen much development outside of the deep ball. So to see him make some plays in the red zone in this game, he got targeted four times, had this touchdown, had a seven yard catch that nearly set up another touchdown, uh, had a goal line fade that was just one toe tap away from another touchdown and the play earlier in which should have been a touchdown, but Darnold missed him. So Anderson was active in the red zone in this game, and this was his best play. So as much as the quarterback has got to improvise on a play like this, the receivers have to as well. They have to break off their routes and figure out a way to get themselves open and make themselves a target for the quarterback. So Anderson's one-on-one against Jordavius White here outside left, and initially it looks like he's running a drag route over the middle, but when Darnold comes back, he breaks off, towards the front left pylon. And then as Darnold is starting to come up back towards the goal line and wind up into his throw, then Anderson breaks off towards the middle. He shakes white. He's got about three, four yards of separation towards the middle. And it's not an easy throw. It's a very tough throw, but Anderson gives Darnold a window here and he's able to complete it for the touchdown. So a tremendous play there by Anderson. Great play by Darnold and a demonstration of exactly why the Jets picked Darnold third overall and why his upside is so high. So let's move on to the big play at the end of the game that set up Elijah Maguire's game-winning touchdown. Second and four at the Buffalo 42-yard line, a minute and 54 to go in the game. And Darnold drops an absolute dime into the bucket down the right sideline to Robbie Anderson. And lots of things to love about this play. We've criticized, uh, criticized Jeremy Bates and the Jets' play calling all season. But here they do it right. They got Anderson one-on-one outside right against Tredavious White. And again, I mentioned White a few times. Tredavious White is a great corner. He's been one of the best in the league since the Bills drafted him last year. And so the Bills are single high here. The Jets go four wide. Elijah McGuire's in the backfield. So this is an opportunity for a shot on second and four. So Darnold fakes the handoff here to McGuire. Anderson's one-on-one against White. White plays off. Uh, off the snap, White is opened up here to the inside. So 
Anderson gives a little uh, one inside step to get White off him a little bit, then goes deep down the sideline, and Darnold drops it right in there for the 37-yard gain. Perfect throw, great route, good play call. Everything about this you have to love. And great footwork here from Darnold. He's missed throws like this a few times this year. Uh, his deep ball accuracy hasn't been that great. He's shown potential because he's been really close on a lot of his misses, especially in that Jacksonville game. He had a lot of really close misses. So it hasn't been the deep ball, even though Darnold struggled to get it going this year, it doesn't seem like it's something he won't be able to do because he's been close this year. His arm strength is clearly a plus. We've seen him throw the ball very deep down the field this year, 40, 50 yards. Uh, this one is a 37-yard gain, forty yard, for, over 40 yards in the air. So we know he can do it. And plays like this, you want to see him just eventually get the completion so he get can get his confidence going. The form here is good. He comes out of the play fake, plants his back foot, steps into it, plenty of air, and a great throw over Robbie Anderson's outside shoulder where only he can get it. This is an absolutely... Perfect throw, just beautiful. One of his best throws this season. So this was a really great game from Darnold, I thought. It wasn't a perfect game. He definitely made some mistakes in which he failed to open, uh, recognize open receivers. The interception was a really bad play. And ultimately, he only throws for 170 yards in this game. But the Jets did not help him with the run game in this one. Uh, the Bills are a great defense. Buffalo's a tough place to play. So for him to come straight back, from his injury and lead the Jets to 27 points and three offensive touchdowns after they couldn't do anything with Josh McCown in the lineup. I think that's another big plus you can take out this season. The fact that we've had, we got three games to compare Darnold to another quarterback with the same coaching staff, the same offense this season. Uh, McCown played three games this year with the same team, most of the same personnel that he played pretty well with last year in his best season in the league. And he couldn't do anything in those three games with the Jets struggling to run the ball, with some struggles up front, playing on the road against Tennessee, playing New England, and with the play calling that Jeremy Bates brought, which wasn't that different from what he's done with Darnold this year. So McCown came in, really, really struggled. The Jets were anemic with McCown in the lineup, but Darnold comes back on the road, in the cold, against a great defense. Jets score 27 points, and yeah, they did get some help from the special teams in this game. Andre Roberts was great. Uh, the Jets forced a few turnovers in this one as well, but still... Darnold played a really good game, came up clutch when the Jets needed him to, and flashed with a few absolutely tremendous money throws, great plays in this one. And we've seen those flashes all season from him. That's what you wanted to see. He's 21. You knew that the down points were going to be there this season, but you wanted to see enough flashes. You wanted to see him flash consistently enough to where there's hope that he could conceivably show those high points at a consistent enough level down the line to where he could be a legitimately elite player. And even though the overall body of work this season for Darnold hasn't been enough in terms of leading the Jets to be a good team this year or a good offense this year, we've seen enough flashes in some circumstances that have been really, really tough for him with everything that's been going on around him to where you can definitely see with a new coaching staff, with some improved talent around him, a huge leap next year, and just with some some more experience as he turns 22 before next season goes into his second year, that with some improved conditions and more experience, that it is definitely conceivable he could take these flashes and turn them into something he does consistently every drive multiple times a game to become one of the best in the league. So I'm super stoked to see what Darnold does over these past three uh, over these next three games to finish the season. He'll play the Texans this week. Uh, defense that's been up and down. They struggle in the secondary, but they have a good pass rush. And by the way, here's an interesting stat I found uh, playing into some of the lack of help Darnold 
has gotten this year. Uh, he's thrown 11% of his pass attempts this season on third down and 10-plus yards to go, which is the highest rate in the league among qualified quarterbacks. He's 27th in total pass attempts this year with 313, but he's 8th in pass attempts on third down and 10-plus yards to go with 35 of those. And a big potential reason why is that the Jets have picked up no gain or less on 25% of their first and second down rushing attempts. And only Cleveland is worse in that category. So the Jets are getting stuffed a lot on the ground in the early downs. And that's setting up Darnold for a lot of third and long situations. Way, way, way too many for a rookie quarterback. And that's definitely hurt his production and his confidence this year. Uh, he's only thrown one pick on those third and long plays, but it definitely just plays into his confidence and just his ability to gain momentum and get into a rhythm as he gets through the game. And this Sunday against Houston, he's going to face a Texans defense that's second overall in yards per carry. And they ma maintain that on first and second down where they are still second and fewest yards per carry allowed. So it's going to be a tough matchup again for Darnold. And Isaiah Crowell is going to miss this game. Quincy Nunwa is going to miss this game. So the, if Darnold can pull out another win this Sunday, he's playing at home in this one. So that's a plus. Uh, he's been better at home this season. The Jets have generally been better at home. So they will be getting the Texans at home, but for him to be able to outgun Deshaun Watson and be able to pull out this win with two of his top weapons this season out of the lineup, that would be pretty impressive. So I'd definitely love to see Darnold get that done, and it would be a huge, huge confidence booster for him and just the entire fan base, the franchise going forward if he can get this win. And also he'll be playing Aaron Rodgers the week after. He'll be going into Foxborough in Week 17 to play Brady and the Patriots for the first time. So Darnold's got three really great chances here at the end of the season to show what he's made of and how high he can go into the future. Give us some confidence as we go into the offseason and into 2019. So it'll start this week against a quarterback the Jets passed on last year with Deshaun Watson. So this game should be a lot of fun. And it, also another factor in this game, we're looking at a about a 90%. I've seen it go as high as 100% chance of rain at MetLife Stadium this Saturday afternoon. So we could see Darnold in another element after we just saw him in the cold this Sunday in Buffalo. We could see him in the rain this Saturday at MetLife Stadium. So Darnold's going to get some great challenges here to finish the season. And I can't wait to see how he does. So it'll be interesting to see what Darnold does against them. So that'll do it for this week's episode of the Gangrene Nation podcast. Thanks a ton for listening in. Uh, make sure you check out my interview with Mike DeVito from last week if you haven't already. That was a ton of fun. We went over a ton of awesome memories from the Rex Ryan days, uh, the earlier days with Eric Mangini, playing with Brett Favre, a ton of awesome stuff with Mike DeVito. Check that out if you haven't. Uh, make sure to stay tuned with everything we're doing at Gangree Nation. Uh, as the Jets continue to go downhill, we don't. Content keeps coming. That will never stop. And the offseason is going to be fun, going to be a lot of fun this year, too. So make sure you continue to stay tuned with us at Gangry Nation. So thanks a ton for listening in, and I will be back to talk some more Jets next week. This has been the Gangry Nation podcast. Make sure to follow Michael on Twitter at Michael underscore Dania. And keep up with everything Jets at GangryNation.com. Empty backfield five wide for Darnold on third down and a long five inside the ten. He drops back to throw, looks over the middle, flushed out of the pocket, rolling right, extends the play, pivots back to his left, still scrambling, gets to the 15-yard line, hurls one into the end zone, it's caught, touchdown, Robbie Anderson, what a play by Sam Darnold. He channeled his inner friend.
Tarkenton, scrambling right, curling back to the left, and finding Anderson for a score. And the Jets are a point after away from tying the game. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.